Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single Happy May. Congratulations, you've reached the second month of quarantine. How's everyone doing? Uh, Newsflash, we're all still inside and we're all still single, so um, nothing has changed. And I'm really excited to (laughs) uh, chat with my very single friend, Chris, who's calling in from California. And um, we have Chris's friend, Steve, who's um, delightfully volunteered to be the voice of the patriarchy today. Hey, Steve. Hi, glad to be here. (laughs) Um, so they're both calling in from California, um, which is so one thing that's been kind of nice about being forced to do virtual podcasting is that I get to have guests on that. I've been trying to have Chris. I've been trying to have you on the podcast for a, like ugh, since I first started, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it for a couple of years. Yeah. Like, but we were trying to align it with you visiting New York City. So right. and um, then in October, this- when I was going to come out. I got sick and that didn't happen. So and who knows? So, when and, you're then we, and then we had this. <laughs> and then you this, know. yeah. So dear God, um, but um, how are you doing? It's good to hear your voice. Thank you. I'm doing great. I'm doing yeah. great. Even I. Thank work- goodness we have good weather because uh, when we had bad weather at the beginning of this, it just really was a bummer. It drove every made everybody depressed. I think more than they needed to be. Yeah, well, Steve and I were chatting at the beginning of this call when we were waiting for you to join. And I was um, saying, I was like, has it been harder having um, nice weather? Because, you know, here in New York, we've had such crappy weather. It was almost like an excuse to stay inside. But he reminded me that you guys have things like, you know, backyards that you can go play in. (laughs) Like you can go out. I don't know how you do it if you just got a little apartment. Yeah, well, I'm like looking out my window right now and it's really a lovely day. I'm sure I'll go experience it at some point. Um, but enough about that. Let's gossip. Let's let's get in there. Um, you and I have sort of we've touched on being single like here and there, but I don't think we've had a really long, lengthy conversation about your experiences. So um, I'm really excited to ask you a million things. Um, okay, so first off, you listen to the podcast, so you know how we start. I ask you where you are at in your single journey. Give it to me. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm uh, 63, and I've been divorced for about – I was trying to figure it out. I left my husband in 2009 and officially divorced in 2011, so I guess it's been about 10 years. Okay. And um, went and started doing the online dating thing, and – it's been weird. <laughs> what? I can't imagine why. <laughs> I know. Um, why Why do you use that word? Of all of the adjectives I could think of, why do you say it's been weird? Oh, my goodness. Um, because I guess I'm, 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 I, I like to think of myself as a trusting person and that when I'm online, 
although I've learned over the years now, I'm very hardened to the whole thing. Um, I'd go into it thinking, well, people are genuine and real and honest and open, just like I am. Mm. And then I would find out that that's not the case. And um, I've met, met online and met in person my share of very unusual people. You're so polite. You can, you can, I just want to trash talk with you. Like, tell me when you say unusual, what does that mean for you, Chris? Okay. Can I give you an example? Please. So many this of them. Is, give me all of the examples. Okay. This is, this is early on. This was probably, I was still working. So this was probably seven, eight years ago. And, um, was on a dating site and met a guy and he said, you know, and, and through the conversation online, he was somewhat locally lived in the Valley. And so we arranged to meet at a restaurant in Simi Valley called the elephant bar around three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Cause that was kind of my rule to always meet public somewhere daytime, preferably. Oh yeah. Um, that's smart. And the picture he had online was him, like, at a resort, standing under a large rock waterfall in a Speedo. <laughs> and his face was not really visible. So I Uh-oh. didn't really get a, get a look uh, at that, right? Okay. But he seemed nice. Okay, this is, like, years ago when I was more naive than I am now. And I said, you know, he's nice. And he was chatting and everything. We meet at this restaurant. He walks in and I swear he's five, five, maybe. And he maybe a little taller. And he looks like a really old Wayne Newton, really, <laughs> who, hadn't, who hadn't taken care of himself. And it was a warm day, I remember, because it was sunny out. It was probably the spring like it is now. And he was wearing polyester pants and a nylon. I mean, he yes. looked like come out of the 70s. You know, it was very weird. But the weird part was there were two things that happened. He sits down and we order a drink and we're talking and trying to be, you know, make small talk and stuff. And out of his pocket, he pulls out the picture that was online in his in it in its um it's a regular Kodak picture and it's all cracked and and old and everything and he says I want you to see this so you know that this is me you know oh, this wow. is a, this is a real picture well, and I'm like okay years fine ago. right right years and years <laughs> ago but it's 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 really me I guess he didn't have money to buy a recent picture or anything but then photo. the weirder thing and remember where the El- Steve knows where the Alpha Bar used to be. It's um, it's um, pretty open. It's a it's a pretty open bar. It's it's got a lot of light and everything. And and so we're sitting there, and there were eh, it wasn't crowded crowded, but there were a lot of people around. And after he pulls out the picture of him in the speedo, he pulls out a picture, a, a, a Polaroid of his penis. No. And it's. <gasps> Oh, and he's showing it to me in the re- in the, in the restaurant, and he's and, and he's like just flashing it around, holding it up. You know, <laughs> hey, look at me! He's so proud. <laughs> Don't you need? He was so proud, and it was you know I couldn't get out of there fast enough. 
And so that's just that's that's like one of the one of a handful of the memorable ones. And that was yeah. <laughs> that is a solid, terrible dating story. I just can't yeah. imagine what kind of human being. I mean, I hate guys that like take dick pics in the first place. It's a little easier with your phone because you could do it with your thumb. But like operating a Polaroid where you don't have like a viewfinder and then you kind of have to use two hands to hold the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, has it been it stuck a to a bulletin board this whole time? Like, where does he keep I it? I have so many questions. It's, like, stuck to the fridge with a magnet. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have so many follow-up questions. And I love, like, if it's a Polaroid, can we can we guess that it's at least, like, 20 years old? Chris, that is, like, if I have, I should just create an award, but I'm, I might create an award just for you. Like, I thought I was, like... I think this is why you and I bonded because I have some real shit first, not first date. I have real shit dating stories and yours are also epically horrible. <laughs> we bonded oh. that. Um, what, what site do you remember that did you meet that person on? Uh, probably, probably plenty of fish, which is the one I still am on because it's free. Yeah. But I've tried them all. I, you know, I was on match. I was eHarmony was the worst actually for me. And I did don't I, know if it I was tell because... you, I, I got rejected from eHarmony. <laughs> like that's like, if you're at the low point where you're like, wow, I can't find anyone in real life. I have to go online anyway. eHarmony um, rejected me. They said, I, I don't know why. I mean, they, t they told me that I just wouldn't match with the people in their dating pool, which I thought was so mean. That's I, crazy. Especially because their like questionnaire takes like... But they kept matching me with people that I didn't... It, it was just really weird. It was like, you know, I, you, you go through this long questionnaire yeah, like, and everything, like you know, like and you an and you identify and you identify your preferences. And it was almost like they just threw that out the window and said, oh, no, let's just give her anybody who lives within a 30 mile radius of her. Yeah, and it was just I was I just got tired of it. And, you know, and I was I paid for it, too. And so I was like. I hired an online matchmaker. I'm not an oh, online did? matchmaker, but I hired a matchmaker too. Like someone you paid for? Yeah, yeah. But I did that like early on. For how early long? On. Um, that one didn't go well either. And that was probably six, eight months, you know, and they made all these promises, you know, that they'd get you. Uh... Remember the TV show Millionaire Matchmaker? Yes. Do you remember that one? That's about the same time when that was on. And so people were looking at, you know, actually getting off the online stuff right, right. and actually trying to meet people through the help of a real person intermediary. I, but um, it was worse. I, w I would say that was worse. Cause and why was it worse? They never matched. They didn't match me with anybody. I think one. Well, you didn't go on any dates. I think I went on uh, one uh, coffee date, and that was it. I um, I, I try to match. I don't pay her. if I can help it. I don't pay anymore. No, that's to pay and not get any dates. That's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I did. I did. Um, a lot of matchmakers, you know, what they 
because they're so expensive and so premium, like there's that one that you get ads for on Facebook all the time, Talkify, it costs $500 a month, by the way. Yeah. So it's very exclusive about what kind of people are going to be using it in the first place, like i.e. very wealthy people. So, but the, what they want is a huge database of people. I mean, just to sort of like profile, I'm assuming that wealthy men are using this service to have access to a lot of women that they would not meet in real life. So the, the matchmakers want to have a database of women so you can join their database for free. So that's what I did when I was 30. That was like when I was first started dating and I went out, they matched me with someone who was 25 years older than me. Which, of course, makes wow. sense, but I hadn't thought it through at the time, like what kind of people would be be able to afford this matchmaker? Like, yeah. is it going to be men in their early 30s? No, it's going to be men of like a certain age with a certain status. And so he was I was 30. He was 56. And I was like you're closer in age to my dad than you are to me. Like, I was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't process it. I was like, I can't, I don't want to see you naked. I can't do that. Well, the the weirder, the weirdest thing about this was that they, I had to go to their office and they did this interview and they did it with other prospective women that were also looking into doing this. They set it up. So they would, I don't know why, but there were like two or three women. Oh, is it like an audition? Almost. I don't know. But one of the women turns out I'm a teacher or I was a teacher. One of the women turns out to be the grandmother of one of my students. And I knew her and recognized her because she used to come to all the kids performances and stuff. And so and she's she was a recent widow. And so there I am. And and she's probably 10 years older than I am and stuff. And so she was paying money, too. And I was almost like, do your kids know? <laughs> you know, that it, side story. But it was weird. It was just dating is weird. I don't yeah. I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Wait, we're going to get back to that in a second. I want to like what else, what other apps have you tried and dismissed? Let's just go through so the Magic, Harmony, Plenty of Fish, Bumble. Talk Bumble's to me about good. talk to me about Match. What are you what are your thoughts on Match? It's it's kind of the same as eHarmony. I mean, although eHarmony made me mad because you had to, it was more expensive and you had to fill out that long, stupid questionnaire and stuff. But it was the same thing. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm a difficult person to match with. Although I don't think I am. But well, I don't think. I, don't I think these apps are designed to make you think that you're the problem. So let's not go down that. <laughs> Probably. Um, did you have any good dates from Bumble? Well, yes, in fact. <laughs> I met are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the thing we're not talking about? Let's. We're going to see. No, we can mention this. We can mention this. We can mention. So, Chris and Steve, I've been told, met um, by going on a date, which is not unusual. I've had several guests that have brought. Um, a guy in that they met on a date. So I think it's it's really cool, like that people are once just to hear that people are like connecting in real life. You know, certainly I had someone on the podcast that I've two guys that I've been on uh, dates with as well. So, um, but you know, Steve aside, uh, like what was your 
general experience about Bumble? Because I don't really, I've had this conversation, I was talking about this on my uh, last episode with the founder of Chorus, Emily, we were talking about how we hate Humble Bumble because of the 24-hour timeout. Oh, I you know how like really you have 24 hours. If they don't for, get back in 24 hours, they, they disappear. disappear. Yeah. Well, I just don't have any patience for that anyway. So if it, if they're going in 24 hours, then that's the way it is. All right. Know. But uh, I feel like like you and I, we've like tried them all. What else have you tried? <laughs> Coffee meets bagel. Um, I did for about a day because <laughs> somebody told me it was really good. Maybe it was you that told me it was really good. <laughs> I didn't go on any dates from Coffee Meets Bagel. I gave up on that one after three months. Someone um, told me about that place, and I, I tried that. What, what about the other uh, one? What about uh, OK Cupid? And the only reason I went on OK Cupid is because John Lovett on Pod Save America was pushing it. <laughs> And I said, well, if it works for John Lovett, it'll work for me. And it was it was just as stupid as all the rest. Yeah. Well, see, this is the the conundrum. And this is what's so ridiculous about this conversation. I love that we're having it because, like, we're dating app junkies is really what we are. Like, and I think the rest of America is like this, too. We keep we try one app and we're like, this app isn't working or these people are shitty on this app. And then you're like, go to another app thinking it's going to be a different experience. But really, it's the same freaking people. You know, and a lot of times it is. I'll see there's I'll see the same faces. Right. And it's like, like I have the same photos huh. up on OkCupid that I have up, up on Hinge. You know what I mean? Like, why does it feel like they're <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so there's a lot that I've tried and rejected. As well. Oh, can I tell you a funny story about Christian Mingle? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, you did Christian a- Mingle. I forgot about that one. Yeah. But this was that was this is like 10 years ago. I mean, I did it right <laughs> after the divorce and stuff. Okay. So I, I went on Christian Mingo and I, and I'm very naive. I'm very naive to this whole situation. Right. And I'm, I'm still coming out of my divorce and everything. And I, and I left. So it wasn't like I had my heart broken, although it's still hard, no matter who, who initiates it. Um, but so I'm, I'm a little vulnerable and I go on Christian Mingle and I start talking to this guy and I forget what his name was, but it doesn't matter. But his address was Los Angeles. And I'm learning so much about the signs to look for and stuff. So we're chatting back and forth and we never talked on the phone, but we were, you know, emailing and, and, um, instant messaging and stuff like that. And, um, naive as I am, I gave him my home address and he sent me flowers. So I'm like, okay, this guy's nice. And so this goes on for a couple weeks. And I finally say, we should get together. Why don't we meet for coffee? And uh, he says, well, I'd love to do that, but right now I'm working and I'm in London. I said, but your address is Los Angeles. He goes, yeah, but I'm over here doing a job for, for my business, but I'll be back soon and I really can't wait to see you. I, I need to see you. I, you know, I'm falling for you, blah, 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 right? So we have this conversation. A day or two later, he texts me and tells me that his bank account has been hacked and he can't get any money. I I swear. I mean, this is typical. Everybody hears these stories. But this was very new to me, right? This was like, wow, because I was still thinking everybody was nice like me, you know, genuine like me and stuff. And I'm in London and my bank account's been hacked and, and I can't get any, I can't 
get any money out of it or anything. And if you could send me $1,500, um, that would really help. And then I can, you know, get things straightened out. And when I get back to California, you know, I'll pay you back and everything. And I said to him, I said, uh, I'm single and I'm a teacher. (laughs) I don't have that kind of disposable income. And I never heard from him again. I have another one that's even worse than that, but that one was Christian Mingle, and that's what kind of got me thinking. Okay, what could are, be possibly worse assholes. than some guy trying to like hit you up for for money using a dating service, dating app? Okay, are you ready? You want? I'm the, you want? So the, ready. The, the, okay, this is the best story. <laughs> and this is again; these are years. These are years ago because. I'm jaded now. You're smarter um, now, but we all are. Yeah. I know. Okay, so this guy texts, you know, hits me up on a dating site, and his he his he says his name is Link, Link Williams. I'll never forget it. And he's in, and he's he's in the military, and he sends me all these different pictures of him in his khakis in his dress uniform with him in front of um, soldiers and stuff. And it's all him, you know, or, or who he purported to be. And um, he's, he's over in Afghanistan right now fighting. And, but, you know, he want, when he comes back, he's coming to California, blah, blah, blah. And he's a widower. And this is another key that I always find out is that if it says on their profile that they're a widower and they speak more than one language, those are usually, um, you know, warning signs, warning lights for me. That there's so he's a widower. Involved. Yeah. So wow. he's a widower. And I think they do. I think they put up the widower because then there's no encumbrances. They don't have any, you know, they don't have to explain the divorced wife or whatever. You know, he's a widow. She's not around. She's not even alive. So, um, so in the conversation, he tells me that he has a teenage son. And I said, oh, well, who's taking care of your son if you're over in Afghanistan? And he said, "Um, he's at a boarding school in Washington, D.C. And I said, oh, I would really, really like to get to know him. Maybe you could give him my um, email and I could correspond with him because he's probably, you know, alone and would like, well, no, he's not allowed to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so I'm like, okay, fine. So then it gets better. So then he, this is like in the old days of webcamming when you could see pictures, but you, there was no sound usually attached to it. Sure. You know, you could, you could see a picture, but you couldn't really hear anybody. So he said, how about we webcam tomorrow night at like eight o'clock or whatever, my time and stuff. So we go on and there's a webcam and there he is and it's real grainy. And he's stand. It's him. It's his, it's a profile picture of him, and he's moving around and everything. And he's in his army clothes, but the background is floral wallpaper. <laughs> it's like he's in okay. a. He's like in. I know. It's like where he's in a Bed Bath and Beyond. Are yeah. you exactly right? Okay, so so we we're we're texting as I'm looking at this webcam, and I text, "Give me a smile," and he never smiled at me. And the more I watched it, the more I realized it was a loop <gasps> because he would move a little bit, and then he and then he'd do it again. 
Okay, but I'm still naive to a certain extent. I'm going to give this guy a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to see what happens. So the next day he texts me and he says, I really would love to have a picture of you, even though you could get one off the webcam, off the, off the Internet. Why don't you take a picture and put it in a frame that I could put by my desk? And I would also like to listen to some of your favorite music. Why don't you send it to me on an iPod? And then I could listen to music that you like, and I will feel closer to you. So I had one of those little nano, those iPod nanos that are like the size of a postage stamp. Do you remember those little? Sure, totally. And I wasn't I wasn't using it. It was just like I'd had it in the drawer and stuff. So I put a bunch of songs on it, and I had an old picture. I put it in a little frame, and I put it in a box that wasn't more than maybe four by six box. It was a real small box. And I thought, what the heck? So I said, where do I send this? And I'm thinking he's going to give me an APO address, right? Mm-hmm. He gives me the name of some weird it was a weird name. I can't remember it in Nigeria where he wants me to send this. I win. I win all the prizes for my dating life. So I'm like, why am I sending it there? Why don't I just send it, you know, through APO, through the military mail? He says, well, we've just had a lot of problems with security. And if you send it to this guy, I really trust him. He will send it to me. He's a Nigerian prince. He's going to need $1,500. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh so, so I'm like, okay, let me, let's see how this goes. So I put it in this little box. I get the address and I go down to my mail it quick place. And the only service that will send it to this address is DHL. And they wanted $400 to mail Jesus it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no. I'm like, nah. It's not worth it. No. I don't even know this guy, right? So I come back and I go, I'm not mailing that to you. It's going to cost me $400. Silence. He I says, just send me the $400. <laughs> yeah. Never heard from him again. Shocking. Shocking. That's, <laughs> oh, my God. So, so in one sense, I'm lucky I was never really duped. I was close, but I was smart enough to know that this was weird stuff. Uh-huh. But it was also fascinating to see how this catfishing stuff is played out you know yeah people just taking so. advantage of a situation where they can easily meet vulnerable women and strangers and people who are genuinely open-hearted and trusting um it just like yeah. it, it makes me nauseous it makes me want to vomit like the way that people take advantage of women on the internet and it's obviously working because they still try it. Somebody's, somebody's, some women are giving them their money. Somebody's I doing it. hope not. I mean, but as you said, like this was several years ago, and I think that a lot of these apps have become a lot smarter in the ways like trying to help and protect women the way that you can report people and you can block them and they always check in with you. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's everyone's realized like that there ha- there has to be parameters in place to make sh- to weed out the creepers you know and make sure that that like women are okay which i really yeah. appreciate so do you i just i'm this is my first time this is amazing that i'm saying this out loud but a lot of the women that i have had chats with on hashtag #single have been about my age and have just not been in a committed relationship or i shouldn't say that they've been in committed relationships but haven't um gotten married for example and you are actually mm. my 
first single guest who has um, who has been married and has been divorced. So um, I just wanted to hear from you how you felt being a divorced woman in the dating scene has been like the challenges that have come up for you around that, if at all. Um, and, and about the transition from going from, you know, <laughs> dating in a different era to coming into this digital age after a long time. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I can say is that the men in my demographic are also usually divorced. If you're my age, the likelihood that you're, you've been married before and had children and in some cases, grandchildren. So you bring all that baggage to a relationship and you just kind of say, well, that's, that's what it is. I mean, obviously you were really willing and open to sort of dive into the online dating pool after your divorce. Like, but have you found um, that your, your friends or your peers, other women that have been divorced are more reluctant to kind of transition into online dating? There's several camps of women. There are women who meet somebody through a mutual friend or something, and that turns into a nice relationship. There are women that I know that have met people online and get into a relationship. There are women that are like me that really haven't met anybody but are still out there, you know, seeing what's out there. And then there are women. I have a friend, I can think, I can see her face, who will never do dating online. And she's real happy to just, she's not interested really in meeting anybody since her divorce. But she had an ugly divorce anyway, so maybe that's probably why she's not. Do you think it's do you think it's fear based? It's just like it's so new and it's so weird and certainly there are horror stories affiliated with it. Probably. You know, I post my funny emails that I get from some of these guys on Facebook, you know, for the humor of it and stuff. And one time she said, "Now you see why I would never do this because I don't want to go through that. I don't want to have these weirdos sending me these emails and stuff and Okay. I mean, you certainly, you have to have a thick skin around it. Like you, you have to know your value. You have to be able to suss out who's in it for the right reasons. And if you can't like let that roll off your back and kind of keep moving on, I, I think it's a very kind of toxic experience, really. Like if you're going to personally absorb all of those those messages from fuck boys and Nigerian princes who are in it for the wrong reasons, um, then it's, it's, um, it's, it's going to wear at you. It's going to get you really down. It's going to feel hopeless, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I've never, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet. I haven't gotten to the point where I'm hopeless, but I, I'll tell you this, my, attitude is different it's like right after I got a divorce it was like I don't want to be alone the rest of my life I need to get into a relationship you know that's why I got out of the bad relationship that I was in because I was hoping to find you know Mr. Right and everything and now over the 10 years or so that I've been single I value time with people female friends and male friends. Um, but I'm not as 
anxious about getting into a, a, a long-term relationship like I used to. I, I it's I, I don't want to get married again. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even want to live with anybody. I would just like to date somebody and have great sex now and then, you know, and yeah. Amen. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's good enough for me. And I, and I've got a good family and I've got great friends. And so all that anxiety right after I got a divorce is, is dissipated over the years. I think as I've gotten used to being alone and being more comfortable with myself and enjoying my life and, you know, I think that's that kind of stuff. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's admirable. And obviously I gravitate towards strong, independent women in the first place, but someone who can sort of appreciate their life as is, and then also say, yeah, I'd also like a partner to share this with, but that person's not going to be the solution to my happiness. You know, I'm already right. happy. I think that's very, very an right. incredible quality to have as a human. Um, Steve, I want to know what your experience has been like. <laughs> you don't you don't have time today to hear all my experiences. Right? <laughs> um, do, you have, uh, do you have one juicy one for me? Like to rival Chris's? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I want to comment on what Chris said, because um, it, it was a great story. You heard her her evolution, so to speak, with online dating and how, you know, she almost got duped by a Nigerian prince and and Link Williams, who, by the way, was a character on Mod Squad, just for you fans oh, out there. That's true. That's, that's true. Right. I didn't get that at all. That was the first, first thing I heard. Like, uh, like eating Harry Potter online. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> there, there you go. But, you know, Chris has evolved. I mean, now she's got a great attitude. She she knows exactly what she wants and doesn't want, what's acceptable to her. And my story is kind of the same. You know, I've divorced 16 years. Um, have have I'm a veteran of online dating. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> I laugh when she talked about seeing the same pictures of different people on different profiles. Yeah, it's a, they also have different ages to go along with those same pictures <laughs> on different profiles. You know, oh, so you never know. Yeah, it, it, like anything. I mean, the one thing my takeaway is that you kind of get out of online dating, which you're willing to put into it. And it's not the novel thing that it was when I was first divorced. So I'm not, you know, I, 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 am like Chris. I mean, I'm not terribly eager to meet people. Um, yet I know I have to, because let me tell you, I found out in the last 50 days, I do not want to spend my time alone. Um, I might've pre-planned a little better if I knew it was going to be this long in isolation, but you know, uh, it's tough. It's I. I don't think I've gone this long without uh, being with a woman since puberty. Honest to God. So it is well, Chris. Congratulations, last. first of all. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I, I, I've been I, in longer droughts. That's for sure. But I hear you that like I have. I've certainly haven't gone longer without human touch. Like I just haven't had a hug in two months, and that feels it's really uncomfortable. It's really hard. Yeah. I totally get it. But, you you know, like anything, you got to sort through the riffraff um, to find those those diamonds in the rough, I think. And uh, and it's it's a process. Um, but I think we're all junkies for online dating. Or, it would be hard to not make those stops that I make 
on my computer socially every day. Um, you know, I think we're all just kind of conditioned to this is how we meet people, you know? Yeah, hardwired, exactly. Um, Okay, you have to share like at least one horror dating story to round out the episode for us, just to feel like you're like on our level. I'm going to admit to a stupid thing I did early on, um, and it it maybe isn't the (laughs) sexiest story in the world, but it just speaks to how guys can be dogs and um, will do anything to get laid in some situations. And that was kind of where I was at at one point, you know. Um, Wait, before I do that, I just want to share something. You know, women, you, you wonder about the demographic of these people that try to take advantage of women and you, know, you Chris marvels that people are still that way and women are willing to do it. But I think there's nothing more vulnerable than a woman coming out of a long-term shitty marriage. Um, that's, that's got low self-esteem, um, you know, and, and all of a sudden, uh, she's getting attention that she's never received in 25 years. It, it you know, I could, I could see that being alluring. It's like a kid in a candy shop, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the fact of the matter is, the, the male population outnumbers the online field po- uh, female population probably 20 to 1, I would think. It seems like it. Um, but anyway, so my one story here, I remember um, meeting a, a woman online and we, we set up, it was before Tinder, so we met up a date to hook up. And she lived out in San Dimas, which is probably an hour from where I live. Um, this was... I'll say 15 years ago, um, I got a, a motel room waiting for her in San Dimas, and she'd keep communicating, saying, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, wait, wait, I, I, I have this. Three hours later, after I checked into a motel room, it finally dawned on me that she wasn't showing up, and I just kind of been, been duped into uh, you know driving a long way for something that was never going to happen. Um, you know, I, I, that was that was like demeaning and made me. Yeah, I felt like a piece of shit after that happened. It was like, oh, my God, uh, what I you know, what I, when I follow the small heads, sometimes it used to get me in trouble. Um, I've, you I've, got you got booty I've, call I've, ghosted. That's what that is. Yeah, <laughs> before I knew what the term, yeah, before <laughs> I knew what the term meant, um, mostly the you know, I remember early dating as well was or meeting people. Um, like Chris, you'd meet somebody and they're, they were obviously 20 years, and 30 pounds heavier than their picture. And, um, it was, you know, it, 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 I don't know. I, I, I would take offense to it almost. It's kind of misrepresentation, you know, 100%. but hey, yeah, it is, you know, but Hey, I look at myself. I'm, I'm never honest about my age. I'm 63 and I don't want to cop to it because what do you 60, say? Uh, um, I'll go anywhere in my 52. 50s. Uh, <gasps> Steve! But, but it's something you come How clean on you. immediately once you have established a rapport with somebody. I think I think people are age stereotypical uh, and prejudiced. And uh, I know at uh, 60, I thought, I thought people had one foot in the grave when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm anything but that person. And I know Chris isn't either. In general, I'm not a big fan of anyone misrepresenting themselves at all. And I think that's an interesting conundrum that men feel like they're judged for their age when women are judged on literally everything else about them. Um, but that's, you know, a podcast for another time. Um, listen, thank you guys so much for being on Hashtag Single With Me. 
especially while we're apart. This has been, um, I know we can't really see each other, but it's it's been really cool to connect with people um, for me and hopefully that this podcast is bringing to other people and um, just remind people that it sucks for all of us, no matter your age. <laughs> um, and, and I love... Uh, you know, sort of the message that you're giving off, Chris, which is just sort of hang on to who you are at your inner core um, and don't lose that. And we can get through this misery of online dating together, if you will. It's not easy, but it's not impossible. Yeah, I hear you. No. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, have a wonderful isolation weekend, <laughs> quarantine weekend. Um that's it for this episode of Hashtag Single, you guys. We will catch you next time. Bye.